Today is June 22nd, and we are going to update the list of players the Yankees may trade for. We're going to have a special guest come on and tell us which players the Yankees may be trading, and we'll try to guess the lineup. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Let's have a lot of fun talking about the Yankees. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd and Jake. Recaps galore. Weekly awards. Stat lines, theme, and hot takes. Get your Yankees news from these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boyd. John Boyd and Jake. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. It's the midweek episode. We are excited to be chatting with you. It's brought to you by DraftKings and our most recent patrons, Jay Rodriguez and Jeff Carlson. Thank you guys very much. My name is Jimmy and his name is Jake, so it's kind of a J thing. Jay, Jeff, Jimmy, Jake, and um, GG. David. D. David. Javid. Javid Center. In the corner, producing away. Jake, how you doing? Producing his butt off. How'd you enjoy the off day? Missed it. Off day was all right. I watched Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, you did? So, yeah, I like that. We'll probably talk that on JR a little bit. Got the got in my feels a little bit. Thought it could have been a little longer. We'll talk about it on JJR. Longer? Wow. Interesting. Uh, So, yeah, did that. Uh, Jake Snakes, the Diamondbacks got on the board last night. That was pretty huge. A lot of people have been talking about them. And hopefully some of Jake Snakes will be coming over to the Jake's Yanks and helping us down the stretch. We'll talk about that. So it was a good off day. I, I'll say this. Say it. Jim, we went so hard last year. Oh. That when there was an off day... It was almost like we were a physically, mentally exhausted player that when the next game day came up, it was kind of like, you're still exhausted. You're like, the off day was great, but now I'm back in it. I woke up today and I was like, give me some Yankees baseball, babe. I'm ready. Luke Voigt coming back. The Royals are in town. Another team we haven't seen in a little while. They have been on the slides. We're hopefully going up, so I'm... I'm a little juiced. What about you? I'm good. I don't feel refreshed. Um, and I've been sleeping a ton, so I don't know what's going on with me. But I'm excited. I like I like uh, when I come to the office on these days, it's the same time the Yankees head to the stadium. So I'm just always on high alert mm. when I'm driving in because I saw Sessa and Loisega that one time. Right. Looking around. Saw one big old truck. Thought it might be Voight. Wasn't well. I didn't actually see. I didn't get a chance to see. Higgy got a big truck. I'm good, man. I got something in my right contact, which is making my eye like really not like looking up. So I might be looking down this whole time. I'm excited to have Bobby Pimps on. Special guest, come talk to us about the prospects. Who the Yankees might be trading. Uh, I jumped. I did the Aaron Boone breakdown this morning of him yelling at the umpire from Saturday. It's pretty funny. Pretty good. Easy to read his lips on that one. Um. And then I looked at Twitter, and I saw Yankees Twitter's just as hot as ever on Will Gary Catch Cole tonight. Mm. So that'll be the end of this show when we do the guest the lineup and stuff. But 
pretty excited to see yeah. how hot everyone on is that because I felt like the only hot person when the Yankees got themselves into this mess. And it's a mess that teams should purposely avoid, and the Yankees didn't. Well, you were hot, but things had to turn. Like, Gary has full turned it around, and he's looked great. I mean... Yeah, but in the for, meantime, you shouldn't give personal catchers. Right, but... Because then when you aren't... You don't want that, you're screwed. You have to play the catchers anyways. Um, you know, and uh, Higgy was out hitting Gary for a little bit, and now that Gary's turned it on, it, it kind of is time. So, you know, it's... You were hot on it. You came back down with all of us because it, it was kind of... It just existed. I wish it didn't happen, but it was the best option at the time. And now we're adapting as we go. So hopefully they give I, it to I don't Gary. think I ever came down on it. I Personal catchers I've been hard out on for 10 years, 20 years. Personal catchers, absolutely. But for a while, Gary was bad. That's, Higgy that's, can start there over was, Gary. That that's fine. Point. But own Cole, Gary catching Cole for the first time since opening day was a mistake. They should have doubled in some games during the season and not babied Cole because they're not going to play Gary tonight and it's going to be a problem. Well, the, we want to fold you the conversation at the end, but Jack Curry did do one of his like kind of, I took it as one of his like, I'm hearing this might be the lineup. Jack Curry. He put out one that was like, it would be an interesting time for the Yankees to finally have. That would be nice. New recurring segment. So I took it as one of those. New recurring It might segment, not be. Jack Curry's little bird tweets. Jack Curry is also right if he's not doing that, that it would be an interesting time to start doing it because the Yankees also have a day game after a night game. So if they don't do it tonight, the Yankees then aren't catching Gary twice this series. Which also, they might not do it the Royals. I think but. they're going to give Stanton third game off and Gary will DH if they do that. But, yeah, it's a mess that they made for themselves. A lot of ball to be played, too. So, hopefully, Cole ironed out what he needed to. Start working with Gary. Figure it out. We are... I pulled up the list from a long time ago. And it was kind of surprising because we did, like... I said... I did an episode where I said really, really early trade candidates that we just want to monitor. Right. At that time, it was all starting pitchers because we were pretty sure they were going to need a starter. They need a starter still. But they also need a center fielder and outfielder desperately right now. So the list that we had was, you know, Marquez, Bundy, Gibby, Wade Miley, Barrios, uh, Castillo, Freeland, John Gray, Alex Wood. And then we, a couple weekends ago, or a couple weeks ago, we added, like, hitters and more voicemails, and we added the the two Martes and any others that you remember? Peralta, but not really. Didn't he not actually fit? Yeah, I mean, uh, where we landed is it's it's kind of got to be center field. Like, e- even if you go and get, you know, uh, I think Trevor Plouffe on Talking Baseball mentioned, a le- oh, he mentioned Kyle Schwarber. He's like, would the Yankees go get Kyle Schwarber? Which, uh, welcome to Yankee land, Trevor Plouffe. That's a conversation that happens every month for the past <laughs> four years. Uh, it's like, yes, you know, if the Yankees really wanted to swap out Miggy Do Clint for Schwarber in whatever fashion, they could do that. But that leaves you with kind of the same problems, although Schwarber would be the lefty bat. So there's a conversation there. That would but, help. But the Yankees cannot roll with Brett Gardner in center field the rest of the season. And, hey, judges look solid out there, so maybe the Yankees are talking themselves into that. Maybe they're doing that to tell teams like the Diamondbacks, like, Oh, well, the price tag is too tall. Too tall. That's they were talking about, Judge. Price tag is too tall on Cattell Marte. 
So we're interested in David Peralta. So there could be some smokescreen stuff there. I don't know. We are both firm in the camp. I mean, Jeff Passan said it. Curry said it. Everyone said it. The Yankees need center field help because, knock on wood, if for some reason the piano man tries to carry two pianos and he has to go out for ten days, I mean, then our center field situation is kaputz. Mm -hmm. So I think it's center field and pitching. So... We'll do an update on the center fielders first because that's an easier conversation to have. Mm. Starlin Marte was hot, hot, hot. We ran into that. We were like, damn. He has slowed down a little bit. I don't think enough for anyone to care. Yeah, he almost had to. He was in limited action. His you know, batting average, I think, was in the 360 range last time we checked. It looks like he's down to 320. 425 on base, a 933 OPS from, a, from and a center fielder. His last two games, he picked it back up again. So, I mean, it's a real quick slowdown. His last five games are bad, but his last two, he got a hit and a walk each. So, he's still uh, top of the list. I think he's a hot commodity. I think a lot of teams can add him. He fits everywhere. We Yeah, we think for the price tag, ability, fit, when you when you put all of it in the pot, Starling Marte is is probably the one. Although, Cattell Marte, you can do. We just have to see what that trade would look like. Um, but, you know, Cattell Marte becomes part of the Yankees' future for th- three years. If we trade for Starling Marte, it's probably a light package. And it's like, all right, dude, go kill it for the next four months. And that's probably it. Yeah. You know who's hot? Who's hot, Jim? Um, Cattell Marte. Yeah. Yeah. Cattell Marte is going off right now. In his last six games, he's got a 500 on base percentage and a 440 batting average. So maybe they're calling up right now. They're losing um, and just planting that seed early. Um, Yeah, but like you said, we'd get him for this year and next year. And that's – so going back to the 2019 season where where the balls had a little extra mashugana in them – these phrases. Cattell Marte, 224 games. So, I mean, for the modern ball player, that's almost two seasons now. 325 batting average, 379 on base, 926 OPS. That's from a guy who switch hits, plays center field. He can also play shortstop and second base. So, if the Dimebacks trade this dude, they are looking for a trade package. Um which, hey, if it happened, I'm sure we'd talk ourselves into it and I can chop up these stats pretty good to have Cattell Marte be a huge part of the Yankees going forward. But uh, that's going to be a price tag. Yeah. Which that's why we have uh, Bobby Pimps on. Bobby Pimps. To tell us what the Yankees have in prospect capital. Because I don't know. The names that the Yankees fans know aren't that valuable. Yeah, I think I think you might be pleasantly surprised. I think with the last updated rankings, the Yankees had four top 100 prospects. I th- I think they grade out than near the middle of the pack. Who are those four? By most people, uh, most Dominguez. Uh, he's not getting traded though, right? Uh, Peraza, I Oswaldo, think he's been he's climbing. Been Medina. So it's five now. Uh, Dominguez, Davey, Peraza, Vargas. Who I'm not super familiar with, so I'll ask Bobby about him. And I, Medina snuck in the top hundred, so funky called Medina. The uh, 
not the high end guys. It's Dominguez, who's ranked 49th, but that's because he's 14 years old and he could obviously <laughs> climb the list a little bit. But the Yankees have a little more dearth than they normally do. They're in a better place now than like last year. Because everyone's kind of graduated a little bit two years ago. Everyone's graduated a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, on that list, it's usually not those guys that Cashman yeah. even tries to deal. And and the Yankees' like organizational depth is still in like lower minor yeah. league levels. So those so guys, he's probably getting, mostly yeah. guys. And like you know, Davey, I don't think is worth value alone. And Jason is not tradable. Oswaldo Peraza has been pretty good over at. Uh, I think he was with the Renegades. It was hitting the hell out of the ball for a while. He's he's a sexy name in Yankee land. And, yeah, I mean, the prospect game, would I feel like I end up saying a lot, is the other team has to like your prospects. So, you know, Davey, who he's been struggling in trip, AAA so far this year, if there's still a, a GM that loves him, they love his makeup, and they say, oh, you know, that whole release point thing, we can figure that out. So it's all what the other team wants. And the Yankees do have... This is a weird year. There was no minor leagues last year, so you've seen it in the Yankees' farm system. Uh, we've seen some names like Ken Waldachuk, Jansen Junk. Just got some fu- some love on farm to fame. I think he's got the lowest ERA of any minor league starting pitcher right now. So that's kind of why we want to ring in uh, Bobby Pimps, who, who's been covering the Yankees' minor leagues for a bunch of years now. Just to maybe if there's other names we're missing or, you know, Maybe tell us why Ken Waldachuk looks so gross and if he's an actual prospect now or if it's like, oh, well, we kind of expected this. He should have been ahead of that level. Um, so that's what we'll see. And my bad. It's not Oswaldo Peraza. It's Oswald Peraza. Oswaldo Peraza is a player from the 80s. You kind of want to say Oswaldo. That first O is so powerful that you yeah. kind of want to roll it again. But, yeah. And with it's the not last dad, name that it? ends in a vowel also. Yeah. Oh, hold up. Oswaldo Peraza from the 80s, his name was Oswald. So they just added the Oz- O so, because what you're saying, it just sounds more natural to say Oswaldo. Old America threw it in. So, so we'll see if that happens. We may just point. be able to do that with Mike this kid Stanton. Peraza. We'll see. We'll see. Do we want to How do- many Yankees fans, when okay. you go to games, love chanting Mike? For Stanton, thinking they're Too being many. clever or Too many. jerky. Like, I don't know what they think they're doing when yeah. they, let's go Mike, when, like, that's not his name anymore and yeah. he's asked to be Giancarlo. But it's trying to show the people around them that, like, I kind of I know a something. secret that you don't. Yeah. It's like one in every section will be, let's go. Yeah. Don't be the one guy in every section doing guy. that. Don't be the mic guy. It's a good ratio. It's one, yeah, one percent. One guy in every section. Like we went to a couple games for the weekend. Well, you know why it's only one? Because that person has showed they know the fun secret. Yeah. So there's probably a couple mic guys in sections, but the first one to get it out. Yeah. It's now like you've a lowered the other mics, like which a is actually real, a win. Re, it's a real weird. Like, I'd love a sociologist or psychologist to be like, why does this guy think calling him Mike? Is something Yeah Anyway um, Peraza got uh, promoted to double A And he has still been hitting So that's cool Like that Let's check out the pitchers And you wanted to just say What teams are in and out Because we had like When people called in Three weeks ago There was some Giants names They're the best team in the league And not selling Yeah There was some Reds names Yeah Talking Giants is talking about Guys they can take from the Yankees Yes 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 I think Britain would be a fit Um 
uh, we have the Reds. We had some names on the Reds back then, and they're like just had a little heater. So I don't think they're they're definitely. And that's what I said at the time. Like they're not gonna sell to rebuild the Reds. And anyone that's part of their next year and next year, I think they're holding on to. So only even well, if they were bad, I think it was only um, you know one year guys who were walking anyway. Well, I think that's where Wade Wade Miley. Um, I mean, if you're talking about a sell high guy, he has a team option for next year, and he's racking up WAR this year: three point one WAR, a two eight eight ERA. So. You know, we said Luis Castillo, A, they're around 500 right now, so we'll see uh, if they go downhill. Uh, Luis Castillo is having a bad year. I don't think they would sell at his all-time low. He's leading the NL in losses. ZRA is coming back down earth, but it's not who he is as a pitcher. So, like, Wade Miley could be in play, but that's also... <sighs> I don't think he is. Someone in the chat, a Mike guy, said his name is literally Mike. His name is literally Giancarlo Cruz Michael Stanton. Mm. Big facts. Yeah. Big facts only. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the teams right now that are plunderful, Pi- Pirates, Rockies, D-backs. So, you know, we've covered a little bit of that. What about the Twins? Uh, the Twins, they just won five in a row, but they're still 10 games under 500. You, you have to assume they're selling uh, the Royals, Tigers, uh, Orioles, and Rangers. So, I, you know. Oh, can I do a fun game real quick? Yeah. You know how sometimes, you know, if the Royals are coming to the Bronx right now. Sure. And their GM comes. Who's their new GM or their GM? Uh, it's not Philip Phillips. No, I think it's they. Not. I think they fired Philip Phillips. I think they might. Royals Son GM? was on American Idol. Aren't they Idol. Dayton Moore, or he's the owner? Dayton Moore. Yeah. Yeah, he's been there for a while. I, I was going to say he, they have a guy whose name is the same as another famous guy, but it's not a famous guy. It's a kid that I was his camp counselor who was also named Dayton Moore. And that Shout out. That was four years ago. So so what if, like, Dayton, Dayton Moore and, and Stan, and, uh, Stan still okay. on the mind, Dayton Moore and Brian are in a room together, and sure. they're just like, what do you got? What yeah. do you got? Anyone, you know, Mike Miner, he leave, he walk out of here, a Yankee? It's not going to happen, but I'm just having fun. Uh, I mean, the people want us to say Whit Merrifield because he can play a little bit of center field, and he plays the game the right way. He's a contact hitter. That's what I like. Um, He's got another year after this for real cheap. My wedding ring's going to rip. So I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna get over this. Okay. My dogs got to it. Fell off my nightstand. It's the rubber wedding ring. It's not the real one. Everyone listening, it's okay. That's why. We, that's why we wear them. Yeah. Probably my fifth one. I'm not even been married a year yet. Um, Irvin Santana. No. Greg Holland. I'm just naming free agents next year. Solaire. Duffy's hurt, huh? Does Solaire become our center fielder after this week? I don't think he can play right field. Uh, yeah, he's he's worse. He's always one of the bottom five. It's like him, Clint, um, Winker, Winker, and the Orioles. San, uh, not Santander. Stewart. Um, Stewart. Stewart. DJ Stewart. Yeah. So, Mike Miner's the only like pitcher, but he's got on making a lot of money in twenty twenty two. So I don't know if that's going to be an easy move. Yeah, they got some bullpen guys. That'd be interesting. Well, Michael A. Taylor, just a 
easy. We just need someone to play center for the next month before the deadline. Almost like a Talkman-esque trade. Like nothing for nothing, you know. What if they trade Wandy for t- Michael A. Taylor? They wouldn't do that because Wandy's got two years Wandy's left. Wandy's a hero. He's got two years two on his years deal left. But it would be funny. Wandy's a superhero. Would be something of note. Then we'd just be comparing Michael A. Taylor and Talkman all day. By the way, Talkman's numbers in San Fran, atrocious. Worse than Yankee center fielder's numbers since he got traded. Yeah. Had some moments, though. I like the concept of that. Michael A. Taylor, we just pick him up as a body to play center field for a month. We trade. I mean, what would they – they would need, like, Who do you a, send down? Um, Odor. Wade becomes the infielder. Like, I, like, they won't do it because they have to keep Odor around. Right. But that's not crazy if you were to just be know. like, oh, that's what we'd want to do. If you don't know any cap stuff, that's... If you don't know the luxury dumb, tax, that's absolutely you just say, most. why don't we just make Wade the backup yeah. infielder and and then have Michael A. Taylor the backup outfielder. He can at least play a defensive center field when Guardy needs rest. We stop running Judge out there. He doesn't cost really, a lot of money. It would really take me down a you could probably get like You could probably give them just... One prospect who hasn't made his debut yet because they get six years of that guy. That's not really a big name. Like, it would probably be a very simple. You could probably do cash considerations no, but for Michael A. Taylor. The only thing that brings me down before the Yankees game today is if they remember when for a while they just kept showing anyone taking ground balls at first. Like, there's Talkman Day, there's Gary Day, there's someone else at first base, and it was like, oh, the Yankees first base. If they showed a, a Ruggie Odor catching fly balls in center field before the game, I think that's when I'd be like, you know what? Not the sport for me. <laughs> How different would you feel? Like, if they did that Mike Taylor trade, like, now, and it's like, yeah, it's a stopgap for a month. How different does it feel if it's, like, deadline day comes, they didn't do anything, it's like, all right, fine, we'll send some cash for Mike Taylor. So we did. So they did something. They, they filled center field. Yeah, no, it has to be just like a yeah. stopgap. He really wouldn't cost much. No, I mean, if, if I, mean, you get, I, think I don't I even think you have to do much. Say. If they get Michael A. Taylor, they better be getting pitching too. He, he can't be the move. Yeah, like if there's if there's a hundred percent if a hundred percent of moves that need to be made, it's a pie. A hundred percent of the pie. If Michael Taylor is part of the pie, he's like twenty five percent. You wouldn't like I'm not pining for him, but. Think about it. He, he can't swing. He's having a bad offensive year. Sure. He's got a higher batting average than Odor, higher on base percentage than Odor. Slugging, Odor has him because he's hit seven home runs and Michael Taylor's hit five. Mm. So, but they're not going to do that because then they have to fuck up the luxury tax by keeping Odor. In my brain, mm. you'd probably send over a prospect that you'd, no, you don't, isn't going to make it into the bigs. But maybe the Royals get a crazy chance that he does or they can flip him in the they, future. They think they can That's one of those trades that they trade like a 17-year-old. Yeah, you're like, you're like 17-year-old with no future, but maybe. If you and guys then, luck And out. then we get a month of Michael A. Taylor for really cheap and Odor doesn't have to be out there anymore and we don't have to run judge and center. And everything I'm saying makes so much sense to me and it won't happen because they just need Odor to stay on the team because he's cheap and free. Cheap and free. Cheap and free. 
Should we call Bobby? It's not like a fix. Like, no one act like I'm saying Michael A. Taylor's a fix. It just helps the center field situation until June, July 11th. It's 5% a- of the pie. Yeah, let's give, give him a call. A marginal Did you let him know? Grade. Mm-hmm. All right. We are giving good friend. He's been on here before, Pinstripe Pros. Um, yeah, nobody kind of knows the Yankees Hello? minor league. Hello, can you hear us? Hey, yeah, you're very low. Though. What about now? Still pretty low. Damn. 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 Give me one second. Let me get my headphones in. All right. Okay. Trying this out. We had Petriello on, and he was to the audience listening live. I think it does go through here, but phones is like needs to be way up, but that doesn't okay. work well for this. Okay. It's a whole thing. We'll uh we'll scream away from the microphone. Can you hear me? We got you fine. Uh, we may be quiet. We'll try to talk loudly for you. I, we don't know if we're coming to you through the phone or the mic. Yeah, you guys are very, very low for some reason. Okay. Can you hear Jake? What's going on, Bobby Pimps? Yeah, I can hear Jake. How's it going, guys? Good, man. Good. We're we're happy to have you. Sorry, uh, I, t- I told you before you came on, we've been wrestling our tech a little more than usual lately. Uh, well, I got some news for you. Jason Dominguez just hit a triple in an extended spring training game. Let's go! How fast did he get around the bases? I am not there, so I did not see it in oh. person, but I just got a text from a friend that, that was uh, at the game. So I figured you guys might like that. I mean, A, Bobby Pimps, what a flex walking in. To the Talking Yanks podcast, say, "Oh, I hope I don't know if anyone's interested in this, but Dominguez <laughs> just tripled. That's a power play, and he scored a run. Oh. So he, he got an RBI on it. Game cast. Wow, <laughs> Dominguez game cast. So we we just went over on the show a lot of players that the Yankees may be eyeing to to pick up and bring on the the team." What what I want, what I'm interested in, and there's no better person to ask but than you is, what's the Yankees' prospect capital like? We know that they're going to stay under the tax. So if teams put the a premium premium on players, the Yankees are going to have to pay with prospect capital more than money. Um, you know, they'd rather the other team eat a contract and give them some players. So I wanted to know who do you think might be on the move, or who's got a lot of value uh, on the farm for us, any upcoming trade? Well, I think no one's off limits this year except for Dominguez. I think everyone is going to be available in some form or fashion, depending on what they get back. And you're going to start really at the top for teams that want to have someone that's major league ready. So these are the guys that are on your 40 menu. Luis Medina's, Luis Heels, even Floreal will be available for the right trade. Debbie is going to be available, even though he's having a, a struggle this year in, in AAA. And especially the guys like, you know, Brooks Krisky, the guys like Nick Nelson, these guys that were not really the big mean guys coming into this year, but really showed some stuff that could really be on the move or potentially DFA targets, including guys like uh, Chris Gittins, unfortunately. Um, you know, Gittins is definitely one of, the ones, one of my favorite guys in the farm, but I, I do think his future is probably outside the Yankees right now. So do, do you think? And then you go down the list. You know, there's another guy on the 40-man roster, Yoandres Gomez, who is perfect for a trade this year. He's 
on the 40-man, but he's in Chloe. Um, he's a guy that hasn't pitched much this year, but he has uh, thrown some good uh, some good uh, innings this for the Tampa Tarpons. You know, he's got a 95-mile-per-hour average fastball, topping out at 98 miles per hour. He's a guy that I think a team that's willing to wait two or three years for a return would hone in on right away because he has potential to be uh, an ace, but more than likely he becomes a number two, number three starter. And he's a guy that can be developed into what they want. So whether it's a starter or whether it's a reliever and because he's so far down the ladder, but the Yankees don't, I don't think they will be really able to keep him on their 40 man because they're trying to win now. And I think he's, he's going to be a, a target for a lot of these teams. So I I wanted to kind of ask you about some of the risers uh, this year, Bobby, because I I know I think a name that's officially made it to Yankees Twitter uh, is Oswald Peraza. Um, you know he's in the top hundred prospects right now. He's been raking this year, but we've also seen some Yankees uh, Walde Waldechuk, Jansen Junk. I mean, do you think those guys are more in play because they've been? it looks like they're taking a leap of sorts, or, or do you think that might even endear them more to, to the Yankees? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell you. Walter Truck is a guy I, I saw in Brooklyn when he was with the Hudson Valley Renegades, and I really like him. And this is a guy with, when the Yankees drafted him, he was in the low 90s. Now he's touching the high 90s with his fastball. And from the left side, which makes him extremely valuable because lefties, as we know, are always just extremely more valuable than right-handed pitchers, especially lefties that throw heat. And Waldachuk exploded onto the scene, but we kind of expected him to explode on the scene because we saw what he was doing in Pulaski in, in 2019, where he was making made those tweaks to his his game and he got that big velocity jump. And now he's actually sustaining it, and he's worked hard over the last year. And it comes out good. He's a guy that's got good deception in his delivery, too. So batters kind of don't realize what's coming at them. And it also helps his fastball play play up. And I think for the right price, you, you do get rid of him. But for that, I, I want at least a really good starter out of that deal. But the whole, whole thing with the... Uh, with these prospects, like Oswald Peraza is a top guy. I had him in, in Staten Island in 2019. I watched him in Hudson Valley this year. He can hit, he can field. He is just a really good prospect. And when it comes down to it, would he be available? Depends on the right price. If you're getting an all-star infielder, you, you're going to move Peraza no matter what. But I think he's going to be in the big league sooner rather than later. And I, and I kind of don't want to get rid of him just for that alone. What What about? Um, are there any prospects you think that are even the guys you mentioned on the forty man or or any below that are not on there yet that could help this Yankees team if the Yankees are you know become back in the playoff hunt in a playoff team? Is there any help from within? I'm very cynical of that because I think it's kind of crazy to trust a guy making his debut to help you in a playoff race, but is there anyone that you think would be uh, able? I don't see many options, so is there anyone that you're like, no, actually, he would be really helpful down the stretch? Yeah, I actually agree with you on that, because when it comes down to it, the guys the Yankees have in AAA 
are guys that you're going to need to give some time in the major leagues, and you're not going to have that this year. You know, Kyle Holder is someone I really like. He's not going to hit a lot. He's not going to hit uh, for power. He's going not going to strike out a lot either, but he's a guy that gives you phenomenal defense. But for him to succeed, you're going to need to give him a month or two in, in the majors to adjust and whether or not we like it, the Yankees are not going to be able to do that this year. Uh, it's it's some, very similar to the situation with Gittins. Gittins needed time, and he was just not going to get it this year. And it's fully understandable. And Hoy Park is another one in that in that mold. And Trey Ambergy, these are guys that are going to need some time to adjust to the MLB level because the only way you could develop an MLB player is in the MLB. So when it comes down to it. I don't see that help really coming from within on the offensive side. On the pitching side, the Yankees do have some arms down there that can possibly help out. You know, we, we already saw Albert Abreu. We saw Debbie Garcia for a little bit, but like I said before, Debbie's struggling. When it comes down to it, guys like Nick Nelson, Brooks Krisky are good relievers, but probably not the elite stuff you really want. So maybe you try a Luis Heel in that role. He's a guy that's already just made it up to AAA, so maybe later in the year you give him a shot out of the bullpen and let him get, see some major league hitters. I like that. I, I like that. Uh, you know, when Jimmy said that question, I, I had the roster resource in front of me and I'm clicking through. Albert Abreu, that is, I don't know if he's a forgotten Yankee or what, but, you know, he's he's pitched for the Yankees this year, four games. He, he looked pretty good. And I just brought up his AAA. He's been mowing down guys. He's a dude who touches 100. Like, what's – does he have value right now? Do, are, are people viewing him as a starting pitcher? Are they viewing him as a reliever? Where, where are people at with Albert Abreu? You know, Albert Abreu has always been that enigma. He came up as a starting pitcher, but he's been moved full-time into the bullpen because he's had some trouble, especially in that second or third time through. A, a starting lineup and when it comes down to it I think he could be a monster weapon out of the bullpen in the next year or two it's just going to be living with those growing pains during that first year and we, we've seen it time and time again I just don't think right now the Yankees are going to do that I think if a team was to pick up an Albert Abreu from the Yankees they'd rather grab Nick Nelson ahead of him just because Abreu only has one option and Nelson has three so they kind of tanked his value a little bit by bringing Abreu up and down the last three years and getting those options out of there. But he, he has been nothing but good this year uh, in both MLB and AAA. What about Florial? We see a lot of people. Center field is a place of, of need right now for the Yankees, and Florial to me seems so much like a guy that needs to get consistent playing time no matter the results to be able to adjust to the MLB, especially because – He's kind of raced through the system to, uh, in the AAA and been injured a lot, but you see a lot of Yankee fans screaming for him to get called up. Do you think it would be a mistake to rush him into this setting of 2021 Yankees baseball? Right now, I think so. And there's still a lot Florio needs to develop. We see we see it in his numbers in AAA and AA this year, but he's had some really good games, some really good weeks. And when it comes down to it, he's going to be a really good player, but I don't think it's going to be this year. And for the right price, I would trade him, but I really want to keep him because I really think he's going to be part of that outfield moving forward because I could imagine in five years having Florio, 
Dominguez and a few other people in that outfield that is just go blow the socks off the, off the fans because I've always been a big Florial fan. Uh, in the year, years past, he's always been untouchable to me. But when it comes down to it, this year you, you go have to see what you can get back. And you, this is the year to go for it for the Yankees. And I don't think anything should be off limits. I agree with you there. What what about um, you know we always we always talk about the Rule Five guys. Cashman's always trading Rule Five guys because they might just get scooped up in the draft next year. Last couple seasons, the Yankees have had a ton of Rule Five eligible players. Do they have? a bunch again this year? Or is there any standouts on that list? You know, I have not gone through the list of Rule 5 eligible players this year yet, but I do know there there's going to be a lot. There's usually about 30 to 40 guys that are Rule 5 eligible at least. And when it comes down to it, the Yankees always seem to get rated because they have this really good track record of developing relief pitchers. And... It hasn't really translated well into developing starting pitchers, but they've developed some really good relievers over the years. And there's some guys that are going to be Rule 5 eligible this year, I believe, like Barrett uh, Lewisiski and Ron um, Marinaccio, who are hitting triple digits in AA and can really be something if, uh, if they get a chance. And I think those guys are going to be the ones that teams look at for Rule 5 draft. Okay. Is there usually a list that, that you can find those guys at, or do you curate that yourself? Say that again? How do, is there a, a, a way the public can find Yankees Rule 5 eligible people, or is that something that you know you have to know the parameters and kind of curate yourself when you say you haven't gone through it yet? There are some sites that try to do the math on it. Uh, I will say this, nothing's ever 100% because there's a lot of little, little rules that not everyone – thinks about and like even I, I forget about them all the time but we're going to try to publish our list sometime in the next month or so and I think Roster Resource does try to keep a list of, of when a guy is Rule 5 eligible Okay, we'll be on the lookout Man Florio Dominguez outfield, Bobby that's going to get the people riled up, man Oh, I would love to see that, trust me that's, that's something I, I want to see in the next five years <laughs> <laughs> well, we will check in with you between now and then. Uh, thank you, Bobby Pitts. Pinstripe Pros? Pinstripe Prospects. PinstripeProspects.com. And we'll be on the lookout for that list. Anytime, guys. Thank you for having me. Thanks All right. Thanks, man. Have a good one. You too. So there you go. Thanks, Bobby Pimps. I think... A lot of times, and I appreciate Bobby coming on, we've talked to a lot of the – we've talked – I don't know. We've had Bobby on. We've had a couple other people that cover AAA on. And a lot of times they're they're higher because they watch these guys day in, day out, and they, they, they root for them. But I didn't expect him to be fully kind of like trade everyone but Dominguez. Like, who, who cares? You got to help out. And we don't have a lot of help that can – you know, it's very rare that you have the two, 2008 Jabba. We're like, okay – this guy's a starting pitcher in AAA, and he's we rushed him up. He's doing really good. We're going to bring him up, and he's going to be our eighth inning guy out of the bullpen and right. going into the postseason and down the stretch in September. Like, that's rare. We thought Davey might be able to do that last year or the year before, um, but I don't think they have any help coming up from AAA. The IL, they do. And then if all we have is 40-man guys, that's not that much prospect capital. Yeah, I – 
It's who the other team likes. I mean, you heard him talk about Yendrys Gomez, who's, you know, he's listed as the 10th Yankees prospect, and he's saying he could be a two or three starter down the line if that's someone you develop. So it's all about what the other team likes. It's all about what Cashman is willing to part with, and it's it's all about what the Yankees really, really feel about these guys. I mean, um, I, I don't know. You know, uh, Albert Abreu, uh, Nick Nelson, those, those are guys that could be, like, High-end bullpen options in two to three years is is that's probably not what the D-backs will be hunting out though. So uh, I don't know. I, I'm really interested to see. Uh, and yeah, I mean the eighth inning job. I, I don't think we've ever dreamed of that for Davey. But I, you know, if if we well still, not eighth inning, but like like big even arm, in, even in a, a Nestor role is kind of what we needed for a lot while. But keep doing it, Nestor. Um, so we'll see. I I mean. There's bodies there. I do think there's slightly more bodies than other years. There's not the – and I, I think this is part of the confusion with it. Like, the Yankees don't have, you know, the the top, you know, top ten prospect, one of those guys. Those guys rarely get flipped in these kind of deadline-type deals. Like, Glaber, a little bit of the outlier there, and that was the Cubs in a championship window saying we are one – we are clearly – one piece away from doing what we want to do, so they did it. Um, the Yanks, yeah, I mean, it's I I think they are in the market for center field slash pitching help, with maybe a caveat for just a, any corner outfielder if they think that Judge can stick in center field for part of this season and postseason games, which he could. Uh, I mean, we've kind of seen it, but that's uh, you know you're making you're making a different sort of bet there. So interested to see how it plays out. I mean, you you've got to you've got to fill something, something, and it's is it a high quality center fielder and that's it? Is it a a caliber pitcher and that's it? Is it a little a uh, blast center fielder and a blast pitcher? But that's going to be enough to hopefully get our other guys healthy and get us. Get us where we want to be, so we'll see. Something's going to happen probably around July 11th, unless there's some small before then, and uh, got to win 13 games in the next 20. Mm. For you, 14 or 12? 12. 12. Starts tonight. All right, Any uh, anything else trade talks we got to do, or should we get to the lineup and the how we think the roster will play out? We could check on a couple other pitchers if we really want because we didn't really do, like, the John Grays and stuff like that if people are looking for an update, but. John Gray was an option. Gib- Gibbon, Gibby, I think Gibby's, so. He's been shoving. He's so been many people are going to be going after uh, Gibson. And the they have him for next year. And the same thing that the Rangers did with Lance Lynn. Is they didn't trade Lance Lynn right. last year. They had up their price that they were asking was much higher than anyone was willing to give them in season. So I actually I don't think it would be crazy if the Rangers hold on to Kyle Gibson, trade him in the offseason. You got a price. I mean, you got to. They're not just going to move on from Kyle Gibson for no reason. They they ended up getting I think the price they wanted for Lance Lynn at the end of the year. They got Dane Dunning, a young pitcher. That's dude. You know, he's been so good. Gibby's been so good, and His, there's some ballpark factor there. Uh, the Rangers stadium has been proving that it's not a hitter's park, but but it has been good. His first start, he didn't get a second out, and he gave up five earned runs. So his ERA was 135 after his first start. Terrible. After that, 
I mean, if you just even if you include that, his ERA is two one seven. If you exclude that, it's one six three. It's crazy. Friend. Yeah. Anyone else that you wanted to look at? I mean, Bundy, the A's, hey. the A's trading. I don't think Angels and no. I mean, that's what I meant. I know. Um, it's an A. I did just send you the sharp stats, by the way. Oh, all right. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody say, Boom, boom, boom. Uh, all right. Let me do this. But first, I wanted to see if, um, oh my God, I haven't checked my email since last Thursday. What a mess. Six. What's today's date? The 20... 22nd. I don't think they've sent it to me yet. It's going to do the DraftKings ads, but we'll do it on the pregame show. Uh, Sharp Stats today is brought to you by DraftKings. Not only my favorite sports book, but also America's top-rated sports book. And they are still doing a $1 for $100 in credits. If you choose any basketball team that's still Mm. in contention, bet $1. Who would you choose? Is there a game tonight? Uh, is there a game? T- There's one game tonight, right? Clippers, Clippers, Suns. Bet the Suns. They don't lose anymore, right? Suns in four. Okay. So Jake is betting the Suns, and you can too if you download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code JOHNBOY for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. We have the sharp stats. Mm. I am opening it up. The what? To the what? To the uh. And I believe BBD just sent it to me. It did not go to my spam folder. So Whoa. congratulations, Biebers. I definitely hey guys, it it's no the Queen of Stats so. calling in. All right, so uh, during the uh, Sunday's uh, recap for the A series, BBD mentioned that he was curious about what's happening with DJ this season. So you ask and you shall receive. So yes, there's no doubt that DJ's back of the baseball card statistics, whatever batting average, slugging on base, are much worse than last year. There's no denying that. But the dirty little secret is that last year, his actual stats were actually were significantly higher than his expected stats. And those expected stats are based on exit velocity, launch angle, and the quality of contact that he actually made. So I'm talking significant. I'm talking about 70 points of batting average and about 150 points of slugging. So that is significant. One of the highest differences in the majors last year. So there was, you, aside from it being, you know, a short 60-game season, you were going to expect that he was going to regress a little bit this year. Um, it's just, it wasn't sustainable, and he was overperforming his expected stats by a large margin. So if you actually, if you look at his expected stats for this year and you compare them to last year, they're pretty close, about 20 points lower in slugging and about 10 points lower in batting average. So that's not bad. But there is one area where he did significantly decline this year, and it's no surprise. It's his ability to put the ball in play, to make contact. So his whiff rate and his strikeout rates are all up by a lot this year. Um, It's about 50% higher this year. Um, So that is not good. 
So what you do is if you want to just look at what he's doing on contact this year compared to last year, so you strip away the, the plate appearances with walks and the hit-by-pitches and, and the foul balls, his expected batting average and his expected slugging percentage on contact this year are actually higher than they were last year. That's right. It, they are higher. So when he does make contact, he's doing better than last year. And there's one thing that I wanna that I wanna end on. You're saying, okay, well, is he ever gonna make more contact? The answer is yes. If you look at what he's doing in the last two weeks, he has significantly decreased both his strikeout rate and his whiff rate. Before June seventh, his whiff rate was nineteen percent, his swing and miss rate. Since June seventh, it's six percent. His strikeout rate before June seventh, eighteen percent. Since his strikeout rate is only six percent. So good times ahead for DJ is what I say. Hell yeah. He's climbing out of it. We like that. Kind of. Slowly but surely. Yeah. He's got the ladder set. He's got the analytics that would say he's going to come out of it. Yeah. And that's what analytics are good for. It's good. Did he have the most, like, extra base hits? Did he have three last series or only two? Oh, that one wasn't a double. The two RBI was a single. single. Long single. I was going to say, if he had went three games in a row with an extra base hit, would that have been his best? I would guess his last week plus whatever, however many days you want to – Knife it is the most extra base hits in that stretch he's had all year because he had a couple in the Phillies series, a couple doubles, I think. A couple in the Phillies. He had the two homer. Yeah, his, his stats over his last 11 games are, you would be like, oh, that's less than DJ, but you wouldn't be like, that's bad. It's 286 batting average, 327 on base percentage, and an 817 OPS over his last 11 games. So, you know, that's much better than his season average right now. So hopefully we can keep keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, I'm hip. I'm with that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, Katie, thank you as always. Yeah, let's. Uh, I mean, I'm all in on that, and we kind of need that. Uh, you know, I keep referencing a fake list I made of like five things the Yankees needed to do to to fully turn it around and become like you know one of the AL favorites that they were coming into the season. It's DJ turning it around. Gary, he kind of checked one of those boxes. Gary Sanchez becoming Gary Sanchez again. Hopefully there is a trade box that Cashman will press that button after the draft and, you know, before the trade deadline. Um, And then we'll see. Is it Luke Voigt coming back tonight? That's You know, the Yankees have had the worst offensive production from first base. That'd be pretty sweet. And then, hey, maybe there's a Kluber-Sevy bucket, something like that. I don't know. If DJ gets an extra base hit today, okay, it'll be his first time this season having back-to-back games with an extra base hit. How crazy is that? That's insane. That's not good. That's insane. So I'm rooting for that. Yeah, big time. All right, let's guess the lineup brought to you by the Chris Rose Rotation. I was listening to a bunch of episodes of the Chris Rose Rotation today as I was making breakdowns. It's on the John Boy Media Network. You can watch it on YouTube, JM Baseball. Trevor May, Lucas Giolito, Tyler Glass, now Stephen Brault, Archie Bradley, and Miggy Ross take turns sharing as the co-host. He's got a bunch of um, 
You know, they talked about Todd Frazier. They asked Todd Frazier's most recent episode about, does he still hate the Astros from 2017? They had Rich Hill on there. They have guests every single day. That's really good stuff. Um, you will like players that you didn't know you liked. Every episode. And you'll also hear insights that are just nuts. So go check out the Chris Rose Rotations on any podcast app um, and the JM Baseball YouTube. You can watch it there as well. They do a great job. It's a great show. Great show. DJ had three straight extra base hits in April this year. He did? The ninth, 10th, and 11th. Double and a homer, double, double. Oh, three doubles in a row. Okay, good job. It'll only be the second time this year. Doesn't count because it was on. uh, Well, it'll be his first time having uh, back-to-back games with extra base hits not on turf. Bang. And just a lot of high bounces. Helped him out. I like that. <laughs> uh, I was going up, and then I guess I just missed those because I got so disheartened. Let's go, DJ. Line up today. DJ is going to be leading off. Playing second base, Jim. Do you think they'll have Judge bat second? Gary third? Stanton yeah, fourth? Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, Gary might well, not play. Do you think Gary, Gary is might playing? Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I think, honestly, can I get WFN hot take? Yes. Always. Follow your heart. I don't know if I want to say this, but I think I believe it. Okay. There's part of me that if Gary doesn't start today, I'm mad at Cole. Like, you're being selfish. Like, there's no way Boone wants to not start Gary. Yeah. I guarantee it's Cole's decision. Hey, can we start Gary today for you? And Cole should say yes and be a team player. Can I say something? Yeah. I think they start him today. I hope so. I'm believing in Jack Curry's little birds. I'm believing in the Royals, who haven't seen Cole in a while, and they've kind of been on the skids. So, I mean, hey, Gary Sanchez literally... Saved Cole's last start And that was the whole Cole reaction No reaction situation Gary Sanchez also won the Yankees He won the Yankees last game And he won Cole's last start Gary Sanchez is catching tonight I'd be pretty upset if he wasn't He caught the last two innings of Cole's last start And they were In my opinion the best innings he pitched that game Right Those three. If there's a time time to do it Gary played a great three and a half innings <laughs> my my bias, I get pissed off. That's fine. Because I like Gary, and I know he's not gifted defensively, like blocking, receiving. Everyone raised with But, like, remember when I pointed out that Cole shakes Hickey off all the time? Right. Like, they're not on the same page. And you never saw Cole going into the dugout and being like, after the curve, when he swings up here, right. go down here. And it's like, dude, you shake off, just shake off Gary like, to what you framing. want. framing. Yeah, I know, but, well, I'm saying Cole blows him up after every inning where he, like, demonstratively talks right. about pitch calling, and it's like you shake Higgy off all the time. Yeah. Just shake Gary off till you get the pitch you want throw it. You don't got to be a whole, put on a whole education in the dugout every half inning. I also guess, I mean, it's Cole's first start with uh, no substances. Not accusing him, but we all know who does. Well, it was down in the last start a lot, right? Yeah. I thought it was down 200. I, th- I think... One of the starts recently was in kind of the normal range of fluctuation. 
but one of them wasn't. I forget which starts for which. I don't want to throw numbers out there that I don't know. But I know there is a number that people are like, ah, it's kind of you can go down by that much in a start. I thought the start against um, Toronto on the 16th, he was clearly not using, like, sticky stuff. Yeah, and he was clearly pitching differently. Different. Like, he did, like, fastballs low, which he's a high fastball. Only four, only four strikeouts, fastballs low. Like, I think he wasn't, or at least was way down on it. But And I think it was a 200 RPM or something like that. I, I can pull it up right now. DJ at second. Judge in right field. I think well, you're right. His, fa- his fastball was down 192 RPM. Yeah. From average, which is already brought down from the start before when he was down like 100. So yeah, from his average. So, so from before that, it was at 25. Like his forcing was at 2,500. Yeah. DJ Judge, Gary Stanton. Brady Singer, the righty. So, yeah, Judge. Voight. You think they're going to go Voight five-hole? Because I don't think they mind sliding Geo down, and Glaber hasn't been hitting anyway. Yeah, you do Voight five. And then Geo six. Geo six. Then Glaber. Glaber seven. Then it's either, is it Andujar or is it uh, Clint tonight? Because Guardy will be nine. I mean, I'd assume Andujar. So that's... Clint's had the hotter bat. Not that he's red hot, but... Yeah, I don't know. Toss a coin, I guess, for me. Yeah, I guess. And the other thing, and this is just weird, but maybe shows how the Yankees think. Like, the Yankees... Haven't batted Andujar last a lot, but they bat Clint last a lot. So you could do Guardy eight and Clint nine. Andujar is yet to it. hit nine. Right. So I. That's just a deep cut if they really want to get that lineup balance with the one lefty <laughs> in the eight hole instead of the nine hole. But that's actually nothing. So, but I'm sure the nerds believe in something. Who are they facing? They're facing Keller, Brady, Brady Singer, 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 righty. Righty. Do you think they force Odor in here? And they with Voigt coming back, that means they're actually gonna give DJ the day off. It could be giving Geo the day and Glaber. Geo the or something. Like with Voigt coming back, they're actually gonna give someone the day off and force the lefty Odor in against the righty singer. I think they very well could. I think they very well could. Then, is there a defensive card they can play anywhere with Odor? Not really, right? Because, I mean, it's DJ from second base. You would put, if you wanted to give Geo the day off, you would put DJ to third and Odor at second. If you wanted to give DJ the day off, you just do Odor at second. You can do the Glaber day off if you wanted to. I don't. I mean, I Stan's got to play. Could. A lot of these guys got to play. If they go like Higgy. Catch and call, yeah. and then Odor with DJ or Geo sitting. I will be upset. You can't do both. So our 100% is fine with Clint or Andujar for today. Yeah, whoever they but decide But everything with. else is there. Higgy and Gary, God. Then they could give, like, I guess what they would do would say is, like, well, you know, we've... Gary off the bench, like, that's a good angle for us, but that would suck. And Odor, there's just no reason for Luke Voigt's back, so no. Game three of this series is rest day. 
because it's going to be right before the Boston series. And it's a day game after a night game, so I think Gary yeah. will be D. I think they can DH Gary, give Stanton the day off in game three. DH Gary, you play Rugi, you sit Voider. They could they could slop up this whole series though. Because it could be DJ's off days today, and then Voight's off day is game three, and then Geo has an off day. So They could treat this like the, the Tiger, Tiger series. had some back stuff. Don't do it. Then it work in Detroit. I wouldn't be shocked if Odor or Higgy are in this lineup. Won't be shocked. Would be frustrating. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, I mean, the Yankees have now back-to-back games done. Judge, Gary, Stanton, back-to-back-to-back. So does Void five hole kind of scary if they are going to do those three? Because that's, in theory, four guys who do the same look. But maybe the Yankees are over that. How about this? Because they've been doing the three. I don't care. The, I, we, I don't care about the The Yankees order, give us the real one today. We get hyped. The next two days are a mess. And then we've seen them do this the past, what, three years? And they'll actually roll out the same lineup Two days in a row in Boston And we'll be like Oh this is the lineup they like Yeah We'll say just do that every day Like the other teams You almost have to Play Gary today With Cole Because his next start Is going to be The third game in Fenway Against Boston And say it's a split series And Gary's hitting And Cole's on the rubber match To win the series in Fenway you're not going to make that the first time Gary catches Cole, or you're not going to be like, well, we didn't do it last week. We're not doing it again. You'd like to think. So you got to nip it in the bud here. You're Garrett Cole, dude. You can fucking pitch to whoever. And make Michael Taylor look bad so the Yankees trade for him. For nothing. Nothing. And he just gives some center field relief, and Odor's gone. Trade Odor to Kansas City. Loves to eat. Just a straight up swap. There you go. Does Odor have years left? Yeah. So if he I he would be on the Yankees next, next year? year. I'm ho- I mean I have no idea what the actual agreement was. If I he would stays this year in the Yankees, he would be on the Yankees year. next year. I would assume they don't need to I keep him for the luxury tax loopholes. stuff. There's got to be loopholes. There's got to be loopholes. But we know like, they had they another loop- asset through this o- year to o- get O'Dor's that. situation is so confusing. Mm-hmm. I think people don't even know. Like I, There's got to be like a rules committee that's like, how, what's going on yeah. with O'Dor? What's, oh, what, the Yankees are pushing boundaries. Like what's going on? So he's not anything on the luxury tax as long as he stays a Yankee for the full 40 man. But like, who's he under contract with next year? The Rangers still... Paying his contract to be a Yankee next year? I could see, we could, when the new CBA comes out next year, we could hear of a Rugi rule. It's just like, hey, we can't do that anymore. Just Odor for Michael A. Taylor, straight up. Straight up. Royals get, him for, Royals get him for three years. Take someone. There, he's free. Take one of those, take that dude with the Italian name Bobby Pimps mentioned that's throwing a hunch in double A that could be something. I don't care. Man, it's weird. It's a weird situation with him. But that's that. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks, Bobby. Go Yanks. Thanks, Bobby, for joining us. Go follow him. Good stuff. Go Yanks. Tell him, Grams. Go Yankees. If you like more prospect stuff, Farm to Phoenix exists. Wow. We should have coordinated that. 
ad.